close as I could get. Immunologic emergencies, chapter 22. Like alluded to just a second ago, we will be talking about uh, anaphylaxis or anaphylactic reactions, uh, insects, stings, and bites. And this is actually a very short chapter. And there's not really a lot in here that you need to know above and beyond of the a few things that we'll point out here uh, today, but an anaphylactic reaction. What, what's the difference between an anaphylactic reaction and just an allergic reaction or, or allergies or what have you? What is the difference? It's a severe, over-exaggerated response to an allergen, okay? A um, lot, a lot of people have allergies or have some sort of reaction or whatever to whatever it is that, that they've become sensitized to, whether it be grass clippings or pet dander, whatever. But we're talking about an exaggerated response here. Okay? At least 1,500 Americans die annually of acute allergic reactions. Uh, Allergy-related emergencies uh, will involve acute airway obstruction, cardiovascular collapse. So it doesn't take that much investigating to, to understand and figure out why this is a true emergency, right? Airway shutting down, <coughs> cardiovascular system is completely ineffective and, and for multiple reasons. Um, The immune system protects the human body from foreign substances and organisms, uh, cellular immunity, humoral immunity. You know, there's different types of immunity. What's some other immunities that's not listed here? Vaccines. Uh, okay, vaccines will give you immunity too. What's that one called? Acquired. Okay. Are we born with certain immunities that we get from our mother? Yes. Yeah. So, five general categories of allergen. What is an allergen to begin with? What is an allergen? That's the, that's the foreign substances in your body now, right? That, that's causing that reaction. Insect bites, medications, plants, foods, chemicals. Uh, a lot of different allergies out there. What's the fastest growing allergy in the United States? Blue. Huh? Blue. Latex. Latex. And why do you think that is? This is just a guess on my part. Because uh, for years and years and years, all the EMTs and paramedics went out there and they touched people with these latex gloves, right? So now, and I used to think that was somewhat exaggerated or whatever until I actually touched a man's arm with latex gloves and literally five minutes later you could see my hand all all five fingers and everything red on his arm so um, yeah I don't know that you need to know that the latex allergy is the fastest growing one or not but you do <laughs> so what causes I don't want to get too far ahead here, but uh, what causes the allergic reaction to begin with? When do you become quote unquote allergic to something? How does that happen? 
Well, when you get stung or you get exposed to whatever the allergen is, right, for the first time, well, your body doesn't recognize that allergen because it hasn't been there. It hasn't been in your bloodstream before, right? So the body produces an antibody. So you've got the allergen, and then the body, I mean the, uh, yeah, your body produces an antibody, <laughs> that is not body, that's anti-doy. <laughs> Alright, and this antibody, it attaches itself to that allergen. So then that becomes the allergen antibody complex. And it's floating around in your bloodstream. Does anybody know what this allergen antibody complex eventually turns into? A mast cell. So now you've got these mast cells floating around in your bloodstream that are kind of genetically designed, so to speak, to recognize red wasp venom or whatever it was that, that got you. Does that make sense? So now you are sensitized to the red wasp. And the way it's supposed to work, uh, down the road you get stung by another red wasp, these mast cells kick in, release a little bit of, uh, uh, there's two chemicals that they, that they release. Can somebody tell me what they are? Mm -mm, not this time. It's usually the answer to everything. But. Nope. Histamines and leukotrienes. Okay, so in, no, in a normal world, they release a little bit of those and it kind of mediates the red wasp venom that's in your blood. Okay, um, but with an anaphylactic reaction, again, this is an over-exaggerated response. The mass dumping of the histamines and leukotrienes, and that's where your problems come from, from anaphylaxis. So typically, uh, you have a little bit of an allergic reaction to something, you go to your medicine cabinet and you, you get what? Benadryl. What is Benadryl? It's an antihistamine. Antihistamine. So the histamine is a little clear stuff that's running out of your nose and making your eyes itch, but then it makes it go away. So, but again, with anaphylaxis, we're not talking about anything near that simple. And there's a, a picture of what I just told you. Basically, you, you see the, the, the flow here. You get, you get stung, the body produces a, a, an antibody, um, which then forms into the antigen antibody complex, and it, it kind of changes on down the road again to a mast cell. So, and the mast cells release what in, in response to the, these antigens? Histamines. Histamines and leukotrienes. Now, again, and I'm repeating myself terribly now, but in normal amounts, it does good things. But in large amounts, it does pretty bad things. What do, what do histamines and, and um, leukotrienes do for the, uh, for the lungs? Causes bronchospasms. Basically, the bronchial tree starts to swell shut. What does it do for the heart? Decreased output. Decreases output. What does it do for the blood vessels? So what happens to pressure? Drops. If the vessels get larger, the pressure drops. Therefore, 
And what would her skin look like? So anaphylactic shock. <laughs> Insulin shock. And the skin, well, you'll have pruritus and urticaria and edema. What is pruritus? intense itching urticaria those are those hives that you get okay now everybody in the room needs to write this down because this is what you need to know to be a good EMT you get dispatched to an allergic reaction you have to understand that in general and I don't even know if this is in your book or not but you're either going to have local reactions or systemic reactions okay when you get there, what's one of the first things you want to kind of check out? I mean, you're getting your history and you're talking to them or whatever, but listen to breath sounds pretty early because if they're starting to wheeze, you know you're dealing with a systemic reaction at this point, right? This is something that could take them off, off this earth, right? But if their arms just red and swollen, but their breathing's fine, heart rate's fine, then you know it's your local reaction only. Does that make sense? When it gets to the breathing, then you know. Because they're, they're fixing to have strider. As that airway continues to swell shut, you're going to start hearing strider and all these other things. All right, the acquired immunity is the vaccine. The natural immunity would be some of those immunities that... Um, was passed along from the mother. And when do those natural immunities just kind of go out the window and the, and the child gets sick with everything, typically, in our society today? When they go to school, they go to school or daycare, yep. Immune system becomes hypersensitive to one or more substances uh, during abnormal reactions. And again, that's what we're talking about with anaphylaxis. It's something wildly uh, uh, beyond normal. An allergic reaction is a reaction by the body's immune system that occurs when a person has been previously exposed or sensitized to the substance or the uh, allergen. Is everybody good so far? Am I going too fast with any of this? Kind of straightforward. Yeah. An allergic reaction is that mild and localized reaction that we talked about. Maybe the maybe the arm or the hand swells and turns a little red, might feel a little warm to the touch. But then that systemic reaction. What did we say that meant? It's, it's affecting the whole body. It's definitely getting into those ABCs, okay? That's the one that's going to kill them if you're not careful. Hypersensitivity occurs when a person reacts with exaggerated or inappropriate allergic symptoms. Anaphylaxis. And educate me a little bit because that's a new term for me right there. But tell me what's the difference between anaphylaxis and an anaphylactoid reaction. You're going to educate me. Anaphylactoid doesn't involve the IgE in the body 
Okay? Now what did you say in English? <laughs> the IGE, big I, little G, big E, antibody mediation. What is that? There you go. So they're not technically sensitized. It just kind of happens, right? Okay. And I guess that's what makes it an oid because like, like drugs, you've got opium, then you have an opioid. An opioid is a synthetic version of it, so. All right. I apologize, y'all give me two seconds here. Okay. Up. Mass cells recognize invading substance and releases chemical mediators. What what do we say forms or makes the mass cells? Allergen and antibody. The antigen antibody complexes, and they do contain two things: histamine, leukotrienes. I, I actually there's an an allergy commercial for a medication on TV that says that. The mast cells actually contain six chemical mediators. These are the two registry wants you to know about, okay? Histamines and leukotrienes. What does histamine do? It causes the blood vessels in the local area to dilate in the capillaries. Yep, when the capillaries leak under the skin, what does that form? Those welts, right? I think your book, the last edition called them wheels, W-H-E-A-L-S, I don't know what part of the country they're from, but that's what they said, wheels. They're whelps. If it's big enough, it could be a pop knot, right? But that's why, it, that's why the little raised areas develop under the skin because the capillaries become a little extra permeable, if you will, because of the toxin and, uh, and the histamines and the uh, leukotrienes, and they kind of form the, the uh, urticaria. And what did we say the name for intense itching was? Pruritus. Yeah. P-R-U-I-T-I-S or something. Histamines cause the blood vessels in the local area to dilate and the capillary beds to leak. And leukotrienes are more powerful than histamines. They cause additional dilation and leaking. And constriction, right? Because everything's not dilating, correct? What's happening to the bronchial tree? Man. Skin symptoms are often the first indications when we're talking about anaphylaxis. You start to see those welts, skin's turning red, becoming very itchy. Angioedema then begins to contribute to that uh, airway compromise, swelling of the hands and feet. So respiratory symptoms are the most common complaints. They'll be complaining of difficulty in breathing, but I'm telling you, you listen for that wheezing. When you hear the wheezing, you know what you're dealing with. What, uh, what do these people have to have in order to stay alive? Epinephrine. Epinephrine. 
epinephrine. Um, your drug card on epinephrine speaks to the, you actually drawing up an IM injection and then are doing a sub-Q injection of the 1 to 1,000 concentration. But does your book in another place talk about the EpiPens? Because we'll kind of break from the drug cards a little bit. If y'all can find information on the EpiPen, that's what your quiz will be on next class is going to be the EpiPen and EpiPen Junior. It should be somewhere in this chapter. Because it, I'm, I looked at epinephrine on the, on the drug card, uh, like five, whatever it was. They're speaking of. Uh, it is on 961. 961. That's what you need to, need to know at the EMT level about anaphylaxis and epinephrine. You need to know about um, the EpiPen and EpiPen Jr. Do you mean like the dosage of it or how to actually do it? How to do it and the dosage. Basically, what you need to know about the EpiPen and EpiPen Jr. to begin with, uh, what, what are the, have we talked about the six rights of medication administration, the things that you, you need to make sure of before you give a medicine to somebody? Right patient, right dose, right route. Have we talked about those? Okay. We will make sure it's not expired, make sure it's prescribed to the patient. Then you'll have the EpiPen. And it'll look I've got some uh, little trainer pens back there that I can show you guys but basically if you take it and don't put your thumb on the end of it because if you have the wrong end turned and when you hit the side of their leg the needle will go through your thumb and you don't want that okay so and you shouldn't stab it anyhow like you see on TV right you just take the EpiPen and you press it against their lateral thigh and you continually increase the pressure until the needle deploys. There's a big spring in there and a big needle. It'll, it'll go through blue jeans or what have you, okay? And you hold it for about 10 seconds. But if you're not good at counting, there's a sight glass on the side of the tube and you'll see the plunger moving. And when the plunger stops moving, that's probably 10, all right? There's no more medicine. So you would take it out, okay, and you're done with it. Where does it instantly go? in a sharps container. All sharps instantly go in sharps containers. Okay, so make sure it's not expired. Make sure it's prescribed to them. Uh, you see signs of anaphylaxis. Without the epinephrine, they will die. So you definitely want to do it. Lateral thigh, again, continually or gradually increase the pressure until the needle deploys. Hold it for about 10 seconds or until the plunger stops moving and then um, that should be that. When is it contraindicated? Does it say? Yes. None in a life-threatening emergency. However, consult medical control when the patient has a history of heart disease or ACS. Yeah, there none <laughs> in a truly life-threatening emergency because if they're truly suffering from anaphylaxis, 
they're going to die without it. Simple as that. But if they have a history of uh, a, a, a cardiac history, think about it. If they've got a bunch of blocked coronary arteries and have a limited ability to provide oxygenated blood to the heart muscle, then you hit them with that epi, what happens to the heart rate? What happens to the oxygen demand? It increases. You could throw them into a heart attack. So that's why they say that. Okay. It says, in a prolonged persistent reactions, anaphylaxis symptoms continue over time from 5 to 72 hours. It's nice to know that it could last up to 72 hours, but I'm telling you, if it's true anaphylaxis, it ain't lasting no 72 hours. It may just be a really bad reaction, you know what I mean, that they're technically calling anaphylaxis, but you have to understand this is a true medical emergency and time is of the essence. They don't have 72 hours. If they're truly shutting their airway down and all their vessels are dilating, they don't have 72 hours. But I guess they want you to know that it could. Scene size up. Someone's in, in uh, anaphylactic shock. What's something you want to make sure about? Airway? Well, yeah, but what comes first? First, what what are they reacting to, right? And is it something that could get on you? That's your first priority. Never enter a scene where more than one person is experiencing the same symptoms with a similar onset. If it's more than one person, it's probably environmental, and you don't want to be the third one, or the fourth one, or the fifth one. Do your primary survey, the ABCs, uh, with anaphylaxis, what's wrong with the ABCs? And? And? It kind of gets them all, don't it? Yeah. Airway swelling shut. The breathing, therefore, is going to be inadequate. Circulation, blood pressure is going to be dropping because of that massive vasodilation that, like, that the histamines start, but then the leukotrienes kind of kick it into high gear. So... The ABCs are all jacked up. Chris, that would probably be inadequate breathing at that point. And so you want to use a bag valve mask. Right. Treatment for shock, because this is this at this point, this is anaphylactic shock. Uh, at, Giving them oxygen, uh, placing the patient supine, maybe elevating the feet, uh, covering their body to prevent the loss of body heat. And when we get to advance, we'll add a couple more things. Get your sample history, do your secondary assessment. If there's a paramedic on the scene, you certainly want to put them on a cardiac monitor. How often would you reassess these patients, you think? Yeah, because they're definitely priority, right? Communicate, document. And again, these people have to have epinephrine. 
We'll talk about the IM route of epinephrine and when we get to advanced. All right, it's important to know about the side effects, I guess. Um, and that's kind of like uh, what Christian read to us. If someone has a history of cardiac disease, acute coronary syndromes or whatever, you give epinephrine, it's definitely going to kick them into tachycardia, anxiety, parlor. What is that? What is parlor? What about it? Why is it pale? Because you just dumped them with epinephrine, right? And those pre and post capillary sphincters and around the skin is closed down because it's shunting that blood away from the skin. I told you a long time ago, it doesn't matter why epinephrine's in the system, right? It's in the system and it's gonna do what it does. Dizziness, chest pain because the heart feels like it's beating out of their body. Headache, nausea, vomiting, all these things could happen. All right, insect stings. Insect sting allergy accounts for approximately 90 to 100 deaths each year in the United States. How many anaphylactic deaths do we have in the United States a year? 1,500, okay. The stinging organ of most bees, wasps, and hornets is a small hollow spine projecting from the abdomen. Ants, the spawn of Satan, I think. Yeah. The fire ants, they strike repeatedly. And you know, a lot of, they're like communal in nature too. You know, they communicate with one another and they, they attack in an orchestrated fashion. They don't just go biting you all willy-nilly. They, they all get on you, then they say, all right, get them, and they start biting at the same time. That's just pure evil. Again, it's, uh, sudden pain, swelling, localized heat, widespread urticaria, redness, and there's that wheel, see it? Maybe itching and a wheel. That's what they're calling a wheel. Whatever. All right, so what are they doing here in this picture? Yeah, why wouldn't you just take tweezers and pull it out? That's right. The venom sac are typically located at the ends of the stingers. So if you take tweezers, they're already reacting, right? In a, in a bad way, that's why you're there, okay? And if you show up and you squeeze that stinger with tweezers, you just dump what was, was left of the little venom in the sac into their body. So you take something stiff like a credit card, a tongue depressor or whatever, and you scrape the stinger out. That will be on your National Registry test, I'm telling you. Applying ice sometimes uh, makes them less irritating. Uh 
Yeah, it, it has a drawing quality to it. I'm not going to be able to explain it, but yeah, my grandmother would do the same thing. Either that or she'd take an egg and break it open. Y'all heard of this one? If you crack an egg open and you, then you look inside the shell, not the egg itself, but inside the shell, in the very top there's a little membrane up in that, attached to that egg shell. She would scrape that out and put it on something. I mean, you could literally feel it drawing that, whatever it is, out of your body. Yeah, I don't know how or why, but. All right, so here he's, uh, some folks that have a severe allergy to something will have like a medical alert bracelet, a necklace or something like that that will tell you what their allergies are. Not everybody, but you, you could still see them out there. And those folks that have a severe allergy, they, they have an EpiPen close to them, I guarantee you. So if you run the call, that's one of the first things, if they, especially if they're, you know, if they're able to get to that pen by themselves, they probably already have it in their hand when you get there, if they haven't already uh, kind of deployed the medicine. But if they don't have it handy, at least ask them because, again, unless this is the first time They've got one somewhere. Told you what much to that chapter. Another four hours for that. Yeah. <laughs> that and